Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another story. Today we've got a very interesting, conscious young guy. I say young guy was interesting guy and um he's called bob and we're gonna you know what that means if you're a regular listener and he's gonna tell us about how he got into the trading industry and what it was like and he's just gonna give us his extensive experience so nice to have you here today bob well nice to me it's been a pleasure simon and thank you for having me (laughs) what, what, what got you into that what motivated you to get into that industry you know what, to be honest with you, it's because I generally dislike work with a passion. and naturally got to a point where emotionally it was getting a bit too draining, where you work for somebody else 24-7 and you want to break your back constantly for other people without them recognising the hard work and the effort you put in on a daily basis. And also the insecurity of being let go 24-7 and have that threatening mentality behind everything. Do you get what I'm saying? where it says a level of discomfort, you know? And for me, when it comes to jobs, we just don't mix, <laughs> you know? And um, even if you do something well, they'd always still have something to complain about. Uh, even one little issue, I've always had a problem with work as crazy as it sounds, is the factor where people talk about, oh, you're never praised for being early at work, but you're always shouted at for being late. Do you see what I'm saying? Which is understandable, I can get that. But even then, if I ran a company, I'd be doing things a little bit differently. But in terms of business and ventures that I've been working on, um, due to the corona season, obviously I lost nearly, what, over 100 grand. But at the same time, it was probably one of the biggest blessings that's happened in a long time. And there's a lot of blessings that come with adversity. And and at times it's very, very demoralizing losing a lot of money. But when you've been blessed with the capability of working ridiculously hard and put the hours in and you become very, have a ruthless work ethic, you naturally feel comfortable in being able to be the best you can be. So for me personally, I know that mentally that regardless of whatever setback I encounter, that mentally I'll overcome it naturally just from the aspect of my sheer determination and hard work and just making sure I get to the top regardless of what I have to go through. You know? Just to give us an insight, what kind of work were you doing prior to getting into all of this? To be honest with you, I was at university and um, I remember I was at university and everyone else was around me was constantly going, oh, I want to go to chartered accounts because I did accounting and finance at uni. And then they were like to me, oh, I want to go to this university. I want to go into do a master's over here. I want to focus on this. I want to go grab the ACCA here. And for me, I couldn't be asked. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if I'm keeping a buck, I honestly couldn't care less. It was the thing for me. It was the fact I went to uni simply. So the fact that I can please my mom, that's number one. Two, it was the fact that it was probably a subject I do pretty well in. And thirdly, it gave me time to focus on my other business ventures. Do you know what I'm saying? So whether it'll be focusing on like, elements and trying to understand how the e-commerce world works whether it'll be trying to learn how to build revenue streams of income and just literally that's how I came across trading because I saw a dude I remember called um what's the word called it was it turned out to be a bit of a scammer anyway to be honest with you and um it was what's the word called he was one of those individuals that sell signals online on Instagram 
and he has a Lamborghini, has living a high life, etc., etc. Without me noticing, it was the fact that this individual is getting simple payments from a broker for referral schemes through affiliate links. And after that period, it was a thing where I, when I saw these individuals making a crap load of money, I thought to myself, hmm, so if they're not going to show me how to do it, I'll literally force myself to find out how to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where it was just constant losses, man. It was just constant problems, L's and issues. And when you're constantly losing money, it can be demoralizing. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes from my type of background and you've gone through similar situations and, and you've gone through certain trials and tribulations, like this type of L's are kind of normal to you. You become very desensitized to any type of frustration or pain or hardship or trauma. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, it was never an issue, right? So for me, it was a thing where I was spending so much hours, for example, trying to find links on Google, trying to go onto YouTube to find any type of links and try to find any type of information I could find. But when you're a newbie, the reality is the fact that any information is good information. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it got to a point where I managed to filter out the, the poor information from the good information. And you only learn that through experience and the time that you put in. And now four years later, I have a skill set where I can practically do what I want to do and make money wherever I want to make money. But like I said, it's not all glitz and glamour. People are like, oh, you can make 80 grand, 100 grand. I know people that lost nearly half a million in about four days. But then I also know people that have made, what, over two and a half million in about three or four. Do you get what I'm saying? over two over a two month period so it's really down to your mindset and your mentality and how you approach the situation and there's a lot of issues surrounding people's mentalities especially when it comes to toxic positivity some things are naturally effed up and there's problems like accept it (laughs) you're gonna have to eat that do you get what i'm saying so some people will be like i have to remain positive during times of adversity you know there's no problem you remaining positive but at the same time you know you don't want to what's the word called stop yourself from feeling a type of emotion because you're a human being do you see where i'm coming from so four years i spent about what three hours a day for like seven days a week for like three years and even then now i have a skill set that can carry me for life and when you want to introduce the element of mastery it's a factor where you want to become the best in the business and when you become the best around you will work ruthlessly on a daily basis to make sure you achieve that so that's my goal currently anyway just to be the best around and the best i can be and naturally the money comes to you when you are naturally the best at what you do do you see what i'm saying so you're gonna come back like a prize fighter yeah yeah, a hundred percent yeah i suppose you've learned all that experience had all that experience so you've got to put it to use really so would you say your background of accountancy really helped you understand the e-commerce nah not at all to be honest it didn't do much for me you know like majority of business naturally comes from the aspect of you know just getting to that stage in life where for example you can have to do everything yourself like the thing is it's interesting right have you noticed when you go to university you always have a business teacher right and it's like there you have lecturers and professors who do business management but yet they've never run a company in their life yeah. So what can he teach you about to business management apart from the odd logistics and Robert Kiyosaki talks about that fake teachers yeah. people who would teach you anything exactly just as long as they get paid exactly even if it doesn't work even if yeah, they exactly. don't believe in it themselves exactly that's that's the biggest problem in the trading game because there's a lot of donuts who don't know what they're doing but they're sending courses for like five two thousand pounds per individual they're in their eyes they'll sell out on instagram show them the glitzing and glam 100 customers come your way that's 200 grand that customer i have to ask you this because i'm a big fan of him 
But that that guy you were talking about in the Lamborghinis, that's not Lopez. No, nah, no, that's Ty Lopez. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, not okay. him. Okay. It's not him. It's another individual. Okay. <laughs> you know? Because I'm a big fan. And I've had, heard a lot of criticism of him, but I I'm, I don't... I brush it off. Because yeah. what, the stories he tells, yep. they resonate with me. Facts. So if it resonates with me, then I can do something with it. Facts. In, in, in that respect of things. So what would you say to somebody who's considering to get into the, the business of... FX and trading in general. Yeah. Forex market, my best advice is be expect to be beaten in daylights out mentally. <laughs> you know, there's no glitz or glamour. It's just a very lonely road. You know what I'm saying? So you better be very, very prepared to get what yourself or get yourself into losing money on a regular basis before you can even remotely see some more part of profits. It's something called flow state, right? Flow state is where like you have a tendency to work in your field and you elevate ruthlessly through the fact of getting consistent and amazing results, right? So that's literally when you're in your flow state, it's like everything pops for you nicely. However, there's a period in life where not everything is going to go your way. So you have to have a very, you have to have a lot of toughness, mental toughness, especially in terms of emotional resilience. And if you have emotional resilience and also you have a ruthless work ethic to become the best, I highly, highly recommend that you get yourself an individual who knows what they're doing. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's through proven track records, individuals who know what they're doing through the results they've proven. And also through example, through word of mouth, speak to individuals, talk to focus groups that's within your um, individuals that where you can get this type of information from. Right. The reason why I love giving out information for free is purely because of the fact that these individuals could become sensational in the future and naturally they'll be more inclined to help you. So this is why people realize the fact that, oh, I'm not giving my information out, etc, etc. Now, you're pretty, it's pretty beneficial. Obviously, you don't tell everything you know. However, at the same time, it's good to give out certain information because at the same time, there'll come a time where you don't necessarily know what you're doing and someone will come out and help you. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so how would you recommend someone goes about finding a mentor? I'll go about finding a mentor, someone who has a proven track record, someone who can be able to show you consistent results over a lengthy period of time, some an individual that has in people who also talk about him in a high regard and also individuals who like generally can teach you and actually have a love and hunger for teaching and helping you understand these price concepts and be able to show you how to implement implement them effectively on a daily basis and during your Monday to Friday of the markets, you know. Okay, that's that's good. So, would you recommend yourself as a mentor? I used to be one, well, not anymore. The reason why is because of the fact that I need to be displaying consistent results, and me losing a hundred k isn't showing me consistent results. <laughs> at least I'm honest with myself, right? Mm. However, at the same time, now I've come to that point of level of consistency where I know that I can do it on a consistent basis. However, those who do not know teach. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, you don't know how to do something, they'll teach you. And then all of a sudden, you don't necessarily know how to do something. Do you get what I'm saying? And it becomes a blind leading a blind mentality. It's a sheep, it's a sheep emphasis. You know what I'm saying? So it got, it got to a point for me personally where I, I began to stop teaching. However, if people require information, I'd happily help them out. You know? And that's what I'm working towards personally, is rather than just giving for the sake of giving, you know? And if I'm going to get it for a monetary fee, it's got to be exquisite information where you can't find elsewhere. 
Okay, the genuine information is free-flowing. Free-flowing. Ask me anything, I'm an open book, I don't care what it is. And I have individuals within my inner circle that teach anyway, so I can refer you on to them. How long did it take before you felt quite comfortable with what you were doing? About three and a half years. And even then, after I lost 100k, I was thinking to myself, ah, oh, shit, back to square one. You know, back to the chambers, you know? The mountain life where for example you're thinking to yourself where you become secluded and you want to work on your craft and you want to find out where the problem is you know and it's very very hard finding the problem when it's extremely difficult to see a situation for where you know you've been doing extremely well in with a specific strategy and trying to filter out the problems but that's where journaling comes in so you know it's like you're trying to stand back from the picture to see where you went wrong but you're in a small room exactly and it's hard to undergo, it's hard to understand sometimes where your mistakes are until someone else may point out to it, but someone may not be on your skill level to even point it out in the first place. So you have to rely primarily on yourself, you know? Okay. What would you, what, do you know exactly where you went wrong now? Yeah, exactly, 100%. And now I'm at a point where the rest of 2021 is grind mode for me. You know? Could you give us a layman's explanation of where you went wrong? Where, where I went wrong is, is the struggle to be adaptable in any market, you know, and also not understanding, you know, particular banking concepts of price that eventually made me feel as if, for example, that my strategy was no longer working in terms of the consistent results I was yielding. So it was it was an inconsistency over a period of time. So it was my lack of adaptability and also a lack of accountability as well to primarily simply blame myself. And you usually see what I'm saying. So sometimes in life, the answer is just right in front of you. And the answer is the fact that this strategy is no longer working and no longer feasible. It's time to create a new one. Regardless how long it takes, it doesn't matter. You've been in the game for a long period of time. It takes 10 years to create an overnight success. You're in your fourth year now. So if you're in your fourth year, just make sure that you get to a level where you achieve everything you aspire to achieve and just keep hustling 24-7 to make sure you get to where you need to get to. Mm, okay. you know? That's good. Um, what would you say you wish you knew that you've learned that you wish you knew at the start? <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. If I knew that from the very beginning, I'd be a very rich man. <laughs> you know? But this all part of the journey, man. Personality-wise, then, self-discipline-wise, personality. What would you say you've learned? Uh, in terms of, I have a huge amount of emotional resilience. I have actually no entitlement to success whatsoever. Where, for example, things can go immensely wrong, and I wouldn't be ups too upset about it. For me, it's a factor of it's part of the game. Expect yeah. it. You know. That's a lot like what they say in Chinese cultures, like where they're big gamblers. They can lose a load of money, and they think, "Well, maybe I'll win it tomorrow." Yeah, and it's nothing. Exactly. But where other people, I had a friend, and I was telling her about the e-commerce, well, the trading podcast that someone episode someone had done, and she listened to it, and I said, "Well, why don't you got it again? You got a head for numbers and all that." And she said, "I can't because I know I'm too emotional. Mm. So if I lose, it could destroy me." Of course. Of course. I, I respected her for knowing herself to that extent. Of course. 
in that respect. That's the human psychology trading as a whole exposed me to how completely weak the human psychology truly is and how much a level of attachment of greed can genuinely influence decision making due to lapse of due to pure pre uh, I can't even talk during periods of fear. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. You know, they say that you buy fear and sell greed in this market, right? However, you need to understand, for example, sometimes you need to be emotionally resilient, but you also need to be emotionally adaptable to your situation. And also, a loss, for me, I have the same exact mentality I have towards a loss as I do a win. I never let a win get to my head, and I never let a loss get to my heart. It's as simple as that, you know? Don't let a loss get to your head. And don't let, and don't let a win get to your head, and don't let a loss get to your heart. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like that. That's a, <laughs> it. Makes, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't yeah, it? No, it does. It makes a hell of a, a hell of a, a hell of a lot of sense. So, what does the future hold for Bob? Me, <laughs> I'm gonna be a millionaire within a year. But like, until then, to be honest with you, I I just wanna not talk or action straight grind mode and i'm not saying nothing <laughs> don't get me wrong i have my plans goals and aspirations and i'll there's a reason why i'm anonymous <laughs> and like i said when you say low-key you don't want to shout your um attention. yeah you don't want unnecessary attention but you don't want to block your blessings by feeding off any type of negative energy for them to throw you off of your any type of evil light there's a reason why I call myself, there's a reason why I'm anonymous here, <laughs> yeah. you know, so at the end of the day, and when it comes to goals, dreams and aspirations, for me, I'm going to work ruthlessly until I get there, and I'll get there when I get there, if I don't, it's because like I said, I've got to keep going, you know, it's a lifelong journey, so I will eventually get there, and I can't wait to do so, God willing. You said you did three hours a day. Yeah. Now, is that all in one block, or is that like an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the evening? Uh, a bit of both, actually. So, it depends on different days. If it's like my off day from uni, like, I'll actually mash some ridiculous amounts of work. If it's like a university day, then it's some in the morning, in the afternoon, even during my lectures, I'm still checking my charts. <laughs> so, so just, so obviously, I'm a layman, Yeah. most of the listeners will be. Um, a typical, give us a typical day. So you talk about checking these charts. What are you exactly checking? Uh, cool. Basically, what you would do is you would wake up in the morning. I trade from 7 a.m. London Open to near, for example, till New York. And that's from 7 a.m. to about 5 p.m. I don't like my trades running to Asia. And I'm dropping a bit of nuggets here. <laughs> so pay attention to this. Asia has something called um, accumulation ranges, right? So when it comes to price, it just zigzags like this, up and down, up and down. Yeah, but then you would have your buy levels at the top and you have, as you know, you have your buy levels at the top, sales levels at the bottom and price will take you out during more time during Asia due to manipulation from banking and higher institutions and hedge funds who are investing heavily into that particular currency. So sometimes you need to be very, very careful trading out of session. So during the London period, during the London Open and also during what's in New York, you got to look at, for example, like particular pairs that complement that specific sector. Like if it's an Asian session, I'm going to look at something like Aussie dollar. Why? Because it's during the Asian time range. You know, by the time what's going on when we're asleep, it'll be like 2 p.m. in like Sydney or something. Oh, Aussie dollar, yeah. Australian dollar. Australian dollar, Aussie, exactly, yeah. exactly. You clocked on very quickly. Yeah. Same thing with me, I trade only two pairs, like actually three actually, Euro USD, GBP USD, and gold as a commodity. So, for me, I'd rather.
rather there's a saying from Bruce Lee that said, "I fear the man that practices one move ten thousand times rather than a guy who practices ten thousand moves once." Right. Yeah. So that's the mentality of take a trade in is you become a master of one, and absolutely rinse that pair dry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? No, I, I see that. That makes sense. So gold and currency is what you do in really. Yeah, a hundred commodities and currency. Yeah, so because you know what it seems like it's something where there's a it's like a real mystery and art to it but then the more, I meet more and more everyday people who are, who are doing it and um, it, it's just fast it's fascinating me yeah I, I don't have the head for numbers but it is um, very interesting yeah and about how things are do you reckon this market will last forever or what's going to happen? It's a $5.4 trillion business and people constantly put buy and sell on a regular basis through these huge banks and, and these higher institutions and these investment firms. So it's something I'll go on to practically, you know, for life. End of time. End of time, so, basically. So even though the currencies are going to go digital eventually, yep. um, I'm no guru, but that's where look at look it this market will still be around yeah even with like curry you talking about like crypto as well yeah that... yeah don't worry i'm heavily invested in that too but i normally have a bunch of individuals who are experts in that field that normally message me about that so <laughs> and i just hit them up to you for example for me to look where to buy and sell whilst also do my due diligence i don't invest blindly i have to obviously take into consideration many many factors okay i get it so you have can't be a master at everything so if you're a master at one thing and someone else is a master at something else and so on and so on then you're working as a team exactly giving each other a thing right exactly i scratch your back you scratch mine and to and the thing is friendship builds through that that's the funny part and people who are trustworthy who don't always do things for money is what really helps an individual out there's so many people that was a time where i was making serious waves in the market my second year and i and there was individuals that used to i used to that i used to message who i used to look up to eventually came to a point where i'd absolutely tear them apart one on one on a one-to-one -one basis so in terms of my results in comparison to them, I was ruthless and I would get some incredible results whilst they would be struggling now. And these are the same people that ignored me, do you get what I'm saying? Okay. During the time when I needed a bit of help, yeah, you so know? I suppose helping people is like um, investing. Yeah, you invest time into individuals. Yeah, they will. They'll help you out, man. For real. They'll actually do it. If they're, like I said, like, and the thing is, you're not doing it for them to strictly help you out. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. However, they're more inclined to help an individual who does it for free. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you don't monetize it. You can monetize it, but you shouldn't be monetizing everyday information that could be seen as general and generic. You yeah. know? Like, this is something you could find out with research but I'm just saving you the time yeah exactly exactly and the best part of it all is my favourite part of it all is the fact that you can literally become a millionaire off Google and YouTube and social media yeah you know that sounds, no, that sounds really superb really great and stuff. are there any um, social media people who do what you do who like talk about it day in day out yeah there's, yeah there's people on there in it for me to be honest with you there's individuals that you can check out 
like oh for instagram all right cool for instagram one of them is young trade king which is actually my company <laughs> you can always you could so talk about yeah no but obviously i didn't give away my name there's a big difference okay. <laughs> you probably find out my name from there anyway but it doesn't matter now but at the same time it's a thing where you have also another company which i think are absolutely brilliant and they're my guys and i've got so much love for them and i think they're doing amazing things for the culture that's offshore keys Offshore keys. Yeah, yeah, they're sensational as well. A bunch keys, of brilliant trainers. K E Y S. K E Y S. Yeah. Okay. And also, there's many other individuals that surrounding within that type of community. So you once know. you click onto those, you'll see their yeah. other things. Yeah. What about YouTube? Because many of my listeners, the yeah. average age of my listeners is 36 to 44. Yeah, that's fine. That's so, fine. So, um, any for YouTube or those people all on YouTube as well? Yeah, YouTube. I mean, you could even search up my um, YouTube channel. I haven't done it in a while, to be honest with you, only because I decided to quit social media and I'm focusing on my own hustle and grind. But it's like I said, it's um, Young Trade King. You can check that out. And um, there's, like I said, in terms of when it comes to people who are at the top of their Forex game, where, for example, it's like it's very, very hard to find who's real, who's fake. So be very careful by being swayed by the jewels and the cars and the fast-paced lifestyle they like to portray because they're more likely sending you some bullshit course that they put together from a website called www.babypips.com. Go through the education center. They will find you will find the exact same things they're sending you 500 pounds to a thousand pounds per course is most likely in there you know so if you find it from that website you go straight on from there and then the rest go seek a mentor from the individuals that i've mentioned from you and then you take it step by step from there and you'll be more than fine in terms of achieving pro- long-term profitability on a consistent scale through the strategies and the techniques and the understanding of the market Final question, what's the impact you want to have in the world? Me, to be honest with you, I will, well, after I make 99% of my money, I'm giving it all away. <laughs> as much as creating generational wealth for my children in the future, when I eventually have a wife and kids and stuff like that, because that's what I aspire to do, I want to be able to eradicate so many different social injustices and many, many things in life. You know, whether it'll be food, water, hunger, etc., etc., like orphanages. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a bit, I'm a religious dude as well. You know, where, for example, uh, like, Islam. I, yeah, I'm a Muslim in it. So it's the thing where, for example, where like, were you, you Somalian? Yeah, Somali. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, funny enough, Somalian actually isn't a word, you know. It's like calling it Iraqi, Iraqian. Okay. <laughs> so it's a word, it's actually Somali. Somali. So, yeah, literally, it's cool, man, don't worry. It's just I always correct everyone because everyone no, always forgets. To, educate people yeah you learn something every day yeah for sure so that's where i'm from anyway from the north side so yeah that's good that's good well you've been a it's been a good interview (laughs) it's been very very interesting is there anything that you want to add I think Simon is a legend. I never expected today to expect this <laughs> when I was coming in. I was actually expecting to sleep. I'm not going to lie to you, but this guy, he got me hooked. <laughs> you know, you're doing big things for yourself, man. And I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and take into consideration what I had to say. And um, many blessings to you all. And I wish you a wonderful year full of abundance, blessings, and incredible things to manifest in your life in every department, including you, Simon, without a doubt. You got this, bro. <laughs> All right, well, thanks a lot for that. Um, much appreciated. And just to let you know, guys, I did not prompt him to say all of that. He said that out of his own accord.
We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in the continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.